because I know you, reading this book has been very enlightening. It, and I love that you talk about battle scriptures. If you could let my audience know from the Bible what has been your battle scriptures when the struggle is is, is real. Well, girl, let me this, tell this, this, you. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. That I'm holding on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> It's very hard to do when <laughs> sex is gone. Right. Yeah, said I'm holding on. <laughs> well, well. Good <laughs> child, girl. I got a whole list, especially when I'm feeling. You know, you're feeling your body. Like, oh no, I know. So, especially when you're thirties. You get to your in my thirties, girl. I felt like I was at my sexual peak, like mm. Lord. And now in my forties, I'm like God. Things have been happening still. Yes, like, it's, it's going it's going to continue. And then when you get premenopausal, like me, it's it's really going to take you over the edge. But yeah, I'm oh. on, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but give me give me three give me three of your power scriptures that okay. have helped you. The first one that comes to my mind is in Colossians three. In Colossians 3, and if you can start at verse 1 and read the verse 5, but my, I memorized verse 3 to 5. It says, set your mind mm -hmm. on things above and not on earthly things because you died and your life is now through Christ and God. Mm -hmm. And I break that scripture down and I think about, okay, it says set my mind. That means another scripture talks about staple your mind, like keep it fixed right. on things above. And so I start thinking about, okay, what are the things above? Heaven. Okay, God is there on his throne and Jesus is there. So when my mind is trying to wander off and like, ooh, this dude is all, ooh, Lord. You know, so, <laughs> like, oh my God. You know, especially when I was walking down the streets in New York and you look up at the billboards and see your penis up there like, oh my God, what am I looking at, you know? Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. We would like to thank our local title sponsor for supporting Interludes A1 Pestmasters. This episode is brought to you by our national sponsor, Montevia Coffee and Tea. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. This is Valerie Johnson and welcome to Interludes. I am here with one of our former guests that came on and promoted her single, Don't Give Up Now. Well, she's back and very excited. She's written a book, 40 Years of Virgin, Why the Wait? Promoting Purity in a World of Promiscuity. I want to reintroduce you to Malika Miller. How are you this morning? I am so good this morning. Thank you for having me back. I'm really, really grateful. Thank you. And our executive producer, Michael Womble, is on. How you doing, Mike? Good morning. Good morning, ladies. Hey, Mr. Good Womble. morning. Hello. So this is very exciting. I, I don't know if a book release is different from a, a music release. Is there a difference, Malika? Um, mm, both of them are exciting. Mm -hmm. Both of them have some anticipation for it. Um, I think the music release is more um it's less nerve-wracking <laughs> because we're working <laughs> releasing a book you wonder like, what are people gonna think oh my gosh you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah and you wonder the same thing with the music too 
but yeah. Yeah, the last time you were here, you had the single Don't Give Up Now, and mm -hmm. you spoke about the state of music, your journey from Arkansas to New York, and then back to the South again, and becoming a licensed counselor in Memphis. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So Thank proud you. of you. And somewhere in between all that, you've made time to write this book, a very personal book about, and I know this is about your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. How did writing 40 Years a version start? How did that journey start? Well, it started here in my apartment just during COVID and being in quarantine. Mm -hmm. And um, while I was here, I was listening to different um, podcasts or not even were podcasts. It was on Club. And on the Club, um, it was Clubhouse. A, yeah, Clubhouse. Thank you. Thank Clubhouse. You on the club, yeah. Some, yeah. yeah. And so mm -hmm. I was listening to a conversation that a couple of young women were having about being a disciple of Jesus and wondering how to do this dating thing. Mm -hmm. And as I shared on there about waiting and how I've dated and stuff like that and and waiting on God and different things. But it, it, it caught my attention. And I'm like, how many young women out there are wondering how to live this life as a true disciple and not really being guided and directed in it? And I'm like, I have no other choice but to write this book because I've been living this life for 23 years. And it's a responsibility that I have to teach my younger sisters or any of my, uh, anyone who wants to understand how to be pure in a relationship with God. You know what I mean? So that prompted me and the spirit guided me and stuff like that. And he connected it to um, creating seminars and a workshop too um, wow. on growing deeper in intimacy with God. So I have workshops that I've been doing for the last, since the last time we talked, I've been doing these workshops on growing deeper in intimacy with God and, I, and, and doing the seminars or different webinars on it and stuff like that. And, and it's been really impactful. Valerie, it's been really impactful to see the responses of people and their hearts and wanting to grow deeper. So that's the that's the basis of it. That's the basis of it, yeah. Yeah. And I a lot of people are trying to probably figure out because my audience is kind of broad. Disciple mm -hmm. also means Christian. So it's kind of right. in in it can be both the same thing. And you share your conversion story because you mentioned mm -hmm. you've you've been a Christian for 23 years, mm -hmm. and you shared in detail with your uh, in within the chapter darkness from darkness to light. Um, some in my audience may not know what a conversion story is. Um, can without giving too much, uh, what what's your conversion story? What what was happening with you? Yeah. First of all, let me say thank you for reading my book. I'm so encouraged to read them. <laughs> I couldn't put it down. I, oh, I, I started I started reading it this morning and I, like two hours went by and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to actually write the questions. So I, I downloaded it and I'm thinking to myself, I know you, but right. I'm really getting to know you reading yeah. this book. So I just, it, it was, it was inspiring. So my brain is like, well, make sure that you shape the questions where if, if no one, if, if, if someone is has like, they have no idea what a disciple, what a Christian, right. what any of that is, that it would make sense. So I was like, let me shape these questions. But yeah, I, I just wanted you to just share a little bit about okay. how did you get converted 23 years ago? Okay. So I'm highly encouraged by this, Valerie. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I talk a lot about going to the University of Arkansas and Pine Bluff. That's my alma mater where I have my bachelor's degree in, in math education. Hello, UAPB. Ow. 
historical black college, Al. My shirt, mm-hmm. Black Colleges Matter. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I talk about that and I talk about my search there and being a part of gospel choirs and and growing up religious, growing up in a household, we go to church every Sunday, but my life never changed. Like mm-hmm. I still was doing impure things, messing around with guys. But I decided when I was like 12 years old, not to have sex. Like that was my decision at 12, not to have sex until I got married. But that did not stop me from doing other things to get close to having sex. And I'm trying to keep it PG, you know? Okay. <laughs> keep it a PG. Okay. So, but, but so in my college time, just being around guys and and tempting them and using my looks and all those different things to come to a point of trying to pull men or whatever, still saying that I'm a Christian, still saying that I'm okay. And I was going to these different churches and trying, and I felt empty, honestly, Valerie. I felt really like something was wrong. I felt like I was on a search. And one of my girlfriends in school introduced me to this gospel singer Kim McFarlane, who I love to this day. Okay. And I used to listen to Kim McFarlane over and over again and it just and CC whining over and over again because I was searching and reaching out for God. And and she even introduced me to wanting to read the Bible because during that time, even though I'm going to church and stuff like that, I wasn't reading the Bible. So I didn't know what the Bible says about salvation and like that. So I went to different churches. I did the altar calls and my life never changed. Even after doing the altar calls, I was singing the choir and then go to PJ the club the night next night and dance up on a dude or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's like no change in my life and no change inwardly either because I was still questioning, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, after graduating in December '97, I went back home to Arkansas and I went back home to my mom's house and I had started teaching school in West Helena, Arkansas. And I was teaching um, high school. And I remember one day walking down the dirt road, because I grew up on the dirt road, because you guys don't know, I'm from Poplar Grove, Arkansas, which is in the rural area of Phillips County, Arkansas, which is one of the poorest regions in Arkansas right now. And I grew up in that region. And I remember walking down the dirt road this particular day, begging God not to leave me. Like I could feel like I wasn't close to God, but I'm like, God, I'm reaching out to you. I really need you right now. And I heard a voice tell, ask me, if you were asked to be baptized again, would you be? And I instantly said yes, because I knew that was God. I'm by myself down a dirt road. Where is it? I'm not schizophrenic either. So I'm like, where's this voice coming from? You know? And <laughs> right. And so when I went back home to my mom's, like I went into the, I walked into the house and the way our house was set up, it was a sunroom. And then you walk into the den. And when I walked into the den area, my siblings during that time was watching New York undercover. And I heard a voice say to me, that's where you move into. And I walked, I kept walking past. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know. And I, it was still in the back of my mind to just go and visit New York City, right? Because also at that point, I was wanting to pursue a music career because I was depressed as a teacher. This is not what I wanted to do. And I want to be an example of these teens here in Helena and in Arkansas in general, my area of you don't have to stay here. You can leave, you can go, you know, you know and and so God had put on my heart to go and visit New York City. And so during that time, I had a boyfriend. And like I say his name, because I don't think I say his name in the book. But I had a boyfriend. I'm glad you didn't say his name in the book. You have to right. protect the, the innocent. I'm right, playing. I had to protect his name. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so he and I went to, um, on our spring break, we went to New York City. And during that time, I knew a producer that lived in New York. And I had met him in Arkansas. And after singing background for him at an event at UAPB. 
And so I went and I stayed in contact. After the event, I stayed connected with his mom and stuff like that. And, and when I wanted to visit New York, I got his number from his mom, right? So me and my boyfriend, I keep, gotta keep it in my head. <laughs> me and my boyfriend went to New York. And while we were there, we met with this producer. And he talked to me about how he can help me with my music and all this other stuff. And then he also shared that there was a midweek service that was happening that he wanted to introduce me to. And I was like, what is a midweek service? And he was like, oh, it's a service during the week where it's gonna be different performers who were on Broadway, people who were directors and, and theater and musicians and all this other stuff. And it was a daytime midweek service that he introduced me to. And so me and my boyfriend decided to find our way down. And mind you, we're new to New York. First, therefore, week, and we found Christopher Street down in West Village, and we went to this service. And when we walked into down the stairs, you guys, I kid you not, I stopped mid staircase and I turned back to my boyfriend. I said, "Look, I belong here." He said, "How do you know?" I said, instantly, I felt a flood of peace coming to me, and I saw a flash of light go before me. And he's like, oh, "Okay." You know, <laughs> he, he probably thought you were a little loopy, little, little, little. but God knows what I need to know him. Like he knows what I need to know for me to see him working. Right. Mm -hmm. And so once I got there, I met the people and I felt connected to the people and they talked to me about temp agencies, all this sort of stuff. But fast forward, I went back to Arkansas, told my mama, I'm 23 years old at this point, telling her that I'm moving to New York City. She's like, okay. She didn't take me seriously though. She just thought I was crazy too. <laughs> She did not take me seriously, but I started planning my move. And so I got everything together and I prayed like God placed me in hands of Christian people so that I could be protected. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what I'm going there for, Father, but I need you to guide me. And I kept listening to CC Winer's song over and over again. Listen to your heart, listen to your soul. Because I got so scared, you guys, because I'm 23. Yeah. From Poplar Grove, Arkansas, rural town going to something that's unknown yeah and I couldn't shake it it was like I knew that God was calling me and I couldn't stop that feeling of mm -hmm. if I don't go woulda coulda shoulda but you didn't what would I miss out on right you know and so I got I planned the date for when I was gonna go the date was June 21st of 1998 mm. and that was my sister's birthday I remember it and I got my ticket and everything like that. And I called one of the girls that I had met in New York. And I prayed when I, before I called her that God placed in the pit of my stomach a feeling to let me know that I can trust her. Because I was going to ask her if I could stay with her when I moved to New York. Because I didn't know where I was going to stay. And mind you, I, did, I hadn't only met her for at least 30 minutes to an hour. I didn't really know her at all. And I prayed like, God, protect me. And when I called her up, and I said, hey, I'm moving to New York on this particular day. Can I stay with you? She instantly said yes. And I felt butterflies go in my stomach to let me know that I could trust her. It's like it was God confirming that I could trust her. Mm -hmm. And so when my mom took me to Memphis airport and my little sister, she was like 13 at that time. And I remember bawling because me and my mom were really close. I'm like a mama's girl and best yeah. friends with my mom and everything <laughs> like that. And I didn't know what what I was going to, you guys. And yeah. and so I remember crying on the airplane for two hours on the airplane, listening to CC Wyatt. And I had my Bible there, but and I and the only scripture that I really knew was Romans 8:28 because I knew it from Kim McFarland's song. Right. And God has spoken to me through that scripture, saying that He had predestined me. 
And I had never heard him speak to me in that way before. And it scared me, mm-hmm. you know, but I held on to this particular scripture. And so when I got to New York, a friend of mine picked me up at the airport and took me to this person's house. And I never that night I cried when I was sitting on the, she made me like a makeshift bed in the living room. She and her roommate did this for me. And, and I'm sitting there on this bed, y'all. And she sits there and she's telling me her story and stuff. And, and I asked her, cause I had a thing about horoscopes cause I was into horoscopes too. Right. I was like, what's your birthday? And she told me her birthday was on um, May 21st. And I stopped wiping my tears, Valerie. And I said, hold up, that's my mama's birthday. Then I was like, okay. What's your daddy's birthday? She said, July the 2nd. That's my dad's birthday. And I wiped my tears off. I'm like, okay, God, you got me here. You sent me here. What do you got me here for? And she asked me if I wanted to study the Bible. And I didn't know what that meant, but I knew that God wanted me to study the Bible. I'm going to say, yeah, sure. That's what I was sent here for. And I knew that God had sent me there to study the Bible. Mm -hmm. Right. And I studied the Bible. I understood Like they taught me basically scripturally what it means that the word of God, that the Bible is the word of God and, and how to use it and apply it to my life as my standard, like the measure of my life and, and how to be obedient to it when I make decisions about different parts of my life and, and what it meant to be a Christian, like versus because the word Christian only shows up a few times in the Bible, but disciple shows up multiple times in the Bible. And it shows me how being a disciple is the same thing as equal to being a Christian and what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus and like a little Christian and, and how that means being like Christ in my life and to examine the things that's in my life that's not like Christ and to repent. And we talked about a study about repent. So I'm coming from the darkness into the light because before in the darkness, you don't see, you don't know the difference between your life. You don't understand what's wrong with your life because you don't know the scriptures. I didn't know the scriptures before. So I'm walking around blindly, not knowing what I'm doing and not knowing how I was hurting God, right? But when I was able to look at the scriptures and see for myself, the light came. I was able to understand the the blinders was taken off to help me to see like, look, you've been living wrong all this time, girl, what you gonna do? Right, and you made the, and you made the decision to follow through and get baptized. And understand, and to understand what it meant to be baptized, Val. I didn't know what it meant to be baptized scripturally. So right. I understand that once I go in that water, I'm a, I come out, I'm a new person. My sins have been washed away and I'm new in Jesus. And here I am now with the Holy Spirit filling me because I was given the gift of the Holy Spirit through my baptism. And, and I believe that he did come to me and you know what I mean? And now I'm able to live this life, Holy Spirit filled. It's totally different than what I did before that. Right, right. Uh, before, my life totally changed. Right. And so before- Yeah, let me, let me jump in here because I, yeah. I want to kind of rewind go back just a little bit. Um, I think you gave us a lot of good information and what what readers can find out uh, when they do check out your book. Um, The title, could you please explain that title? Because if we take that literally, it tells us something about you. Is Is that to be taken figuratively or literally? Now, when you say figuratively or literally, can you explain more about that question? Yeah, yeah. It's if you're a forty year old virgin, that means you have not had sex. Yes, uh, it's literally for forty years. Okay, yes, so that's definitely. that's telling us something about you, literally. Yes, definitely. Yes. Okay, so this is not figuratively. This no. doesn't mean like you've been reborn or mm. or Madonna song like right. like a virgin. This means that mm. that is your experience. Exactly. 
Exactly. Okay, so how do you feel that, I mean, don't you feel that that would be a handicap or some type of difficulty if you are interested in pursuing either a, a relationship with another person or or possibly marriage? The fact now, that you have very, not experienced that before. That's a very interesting question of how you worded it. Why would it be considered a handicap? It would be because you don't know what you're doing. No, not really. Okay. Just imagine about the first time you had sex. Did you know, you didn't know what you were doing, but you still had it, right? You're assuming so, I have had sex. I don't, I'm just saying uh, whoever it is, I'm just putting it out there. So I wouldn't, I don't like that word handicap. Okay. Because that makes it sound as if something is wrong. Well, well, in terms of the way that you are messaging this book, you are saying the opposite, right? So I'm I'm coming at you as the world. If the world is looking at what you have produced, saying that, hey, there is another way, that means that the way that most people go about it, you believe is the is an incorrect way. Is that correct? I mean, it's not the Bible way. Okay, so it, it, is, a, it is a popular way, right? Right, it's not. It's a popular. Way. But here's but the thing, too, because if it wasn't what you were writing, wouldn't be so different, interesting, right. provocative. Right. If it was what everybody was doing, right? Obviously, it's not what everybody's doing. Exactly, and that's why I'm on that narrow road. And if you want to choose to do that, then that's on you. But I'm speaking to an audience who has decided to say, hey, I want to follow Christ. Okay, that, that's, that's what I'm, that's what that I'm was the other question to. I had. Right, so, I'm speaking to so this, so this book is specifically for uh, young women who are deciding to make this choice and giving them, um, edifying them, giving them uh, a, a, a path, a blueprint to follow. Exactly. reasons why they should continue on this journey exactly. that is that is what you're doing that's a great summary exactly i love how you just summarized that mr Wumble. am i pronouncing your last name right it's fine yeah how you okay so i so i i just wanted to understand because yeah um to do something different mm -hmm. would really challenge and i'm not sure how much you're trying to challenge other things or you're trying to empower people who mm -hmm. have a similar uh, belief system right. that you have, so right. it sounds like you're trying to help help I them know. on that yes. on that journey, and you're not really yes. interested in in those folks who have uh, a different mindset, right? Because if that's your choice, so if you choose okay. to be promiscuous, if you choose to have multiple sex before you go have birth, that's on you. That's what you choose to do. I can't judge that. My thing is, I'm trying to help those who want to walk on the path I'm walking on. You know let, let, me, so, let me let me let me ask that, a different you know? question. I, I only have a little bit of the time the time yeah. before I'm uh, stepping out um here. Um and I, and I am interested in this part of it. Okay. Yeah. So that's a message that you can present to people who have not been married. Mm -hmm. But you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, and, and, and this is in, in the church as well, yeah. that there are those who have been married mm -hmm. who are no longer married. This and they may be, too. and they may be seeking out a second mm -hmm. husband. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. What, what, what advice? What, what do you have to say to them? Because they have mm -hmm. already, because of it through marriage. Right. I'm sure it was consummated at some yeah. point in time. Mm -hmm. You know, 
and, and maybe through no fault of their own, they may be widows. Mm -hmm. They may have been in a, in a relationship where the healthy thing to do was to mm -hmm. separate from that man right. in their life. Mm -hmm. What advice, what message do you have to them who can't be virgins anymore because right. they've already gone through that? So in the book, I talk about that. Like I talk about, it's still all about loving Jesus, whether or not you had sex or not, and you're still deciding to follow Jesus, be a disciple of Jesus. Because I'm literally talking to people who I've decided to say, Jesus is Lord, and this is where I want to live my life. So even if you are divorced and you're a Christian or a disciple of Jesus, you still are deciding to say, hey, I want to wait until I get married to have sex, but this is how I do this. Even though I've never done it, I haven't done it before, but I'm giving them a blueprint of, okay, this is how I need to go by doing this. This is how I can pursue Jesus as hard as I'm waiting on him to answer my prayer. You know? Okay. So all of that is addressed. It's just maybe the audience that how they take it in for their personal life at that moment, you know? Okay. All right. Because I mean, hey, I didn't title the book. You titled the book. So you yeah. know. And I love my title. So you know coming out, people are going to ask you about this, right? And I love it. Yes, I do. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure because you should be prepared. I mean, yeah. this is, I mean, you asking people to do something that, you know, every other part of our life tells us is not, doesn't make sense. Because right. if you're going to get here, here's the scenario. You you get, you go through a process of engagement. You, you get married. You have that honeymoon. You go there. And that one part of your relationship is not compatible. Yeah. Now, I, I can tell you it's an important part of a relationship. Yeah. It's not the only part of a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, there's finances, there's mm -hmm. uh, companionship. But the physical connection that you make with someone, that romantic physical connection that mm -hmm. a husband and wife have been ordained to share is important. Mm -hmm. And if it ain't working, it ain't working. Right. And to find out after you have said that this is going to be my partner for life, that it's not working, mm -hmm. that's terrible. Wouldn't you want to know ahead of time? But here's the that thing. That works or not? You, right. But let me catch you, Mr. Wombo, something you just said, that I'm trying to tell people this is how it is. But as you read my book, it's not me telling people. It's God telling people. Because I have scriptures in there backing up what God is saying, how he wants us to live according to please him. So it's not me saying it. I'm just sharing the scriptures and hoping and trying to encourage people to see like this is the standard that God has set for us to live if we're going to follow Jesus. Because Jesus says, if you love me, then you obey my teachings. And he also says, if you do not love me, then you won't obey my teachings. And then he goes into what it means to obey him and the teachings that he wants us to follow. And so I just share those teachings that Jesus wants us to follow if you're deciding to live this life. If you're not deciding to live right, then that's on you. But if you are deciding to live his life, this is what Jesus called. Not Malika. Because it's not Malika calling you to do this. This is what the Bible says. And I intentionally share scriptures that I use to help me when I'm feeling like I want to have sex. Because I've had times in my 40 years that I want to go and have sex with somebody. I hope so. I, oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's natural. Yeah. That's a natural thing. Yes, but I have scriptures because I decided to, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus and I have this as my standard to help me remain focused in that decision mm -hmm. and my heart to want to follow Jesus. 
And that's what I'm talking about. So, but for those people who want to try it out before they get married, if you're proclaiming to be a Christian, then that goes against God's standard. That's I mean, you, what I'm you, take, you take a car for a test drive. But here's the thing. That's your standard. My standard is I'm waiting until I get married to have sex because that's what God calls me to do. If you decide to do something opposite, then that's on you. Okay. And, and, you, know and you feel like this is this has been successful for you. Definitely so. I okay. feel like I've been protected from things that I didn't even realize I've been protected from. I feel like my soul, you know how people get soul ties? And you get these soul ties of being with multiple people, multiple people, multiple people, multiple people. God is protecting me from all of that, Mr. Rumble. So whereas I don't have to sit on somebody's couch and talk about my man sleeping out with his other girlfriend and I don't have sex with him and I done done this and da 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 da. I don't have that drama. I don't have no baby mom. I'm not a baby mama. You know what I mean? You know, I, I don't, and nothing wrong with all of that if they decided to do but that. Tyler Perry wouldn't have a career if there wasn't. So <laughs> he he wouldn't. There'd be no Tyler Perry. He wouldn't, granted. <laughs> But again, let me tell you, I'm not knocking it. That's what, but look, but if mm -hmm. that's what you decide to do, that's on you. Mm -hmm. But if you're deciding to follow Jesus as a disciple of Jesus, saying that you're a disciple of Jesus and a Christian, this is what Jesus says. Okay. Read my book. You'll this, see this is what you, you, okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Okay. And you, and this is a, this is a possible thing. Yes. I've been doing it for 23 years. And I know others who have done it that I'm not naming no names. Yeah. I'm not by myself in this thing. I'm the yeah. only one who wrote a book about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that put my name on it and put it out there for people to see. Well, you, I'm you just say, like, you're like, I'm not by myself in this. It's many more. Okay. You're you, you counting like from birth, right? No, here's what I'm counting at, right? I am counting it as, yeah, from birth. I am. But okay. I wasn't pure. But here's the thing, Ms. Wimbo. I'm telling I wasn't pure. Mm -hmm. I wasn't pure. Like I was messing around with dudes before I became a disciple when I thought I was being a Christian. So I'm making that 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 line in the book. I'm talking about that. Because there's a difference when you decide to really follow Jesus. Right? And I'm saying talking about my life when I was impure throughout the book saying because I had multiple times I could have lost my virginity I came close several times but God protected me in those I could have been raped I was in situations where I could have been raped y'all well that that's that's, but, that's God a, protected me, I'm certainly know? not talking to, I mean that's a different thing that's that's not, but, but but no it's yeah, not it's for me it's not but, I mean but not, I mean consensual right. but for me it's not because it was consensual I was there with this person you know what I mean? And I consented to it, but he, and we were in the middle of having sex. And then he was like, no. And I said, stop. And he did. But I'm just sharing that because I'm not, I was impure. And who you see now is who Jesus allowed me to be 23 years later. You know what I mean? So I can't put no salt on nobody's like, but I'm just sharing what Jesus tells me to do now that I decided to follow him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. This sounds like a very, you know, Valerie has read it. I have not. I'm like the public listening to this. So it sounds like a very interesting uh, book. I'm certainly going to get a copy because I'm interested in it. It's intriguing to me. It is not something I'm familiar with. Okay. Please do. I love it. And I thank you for asking me the questions. I love this.
good. The, the challenge, the challenge of the questions. I'm going to um, continue the interview. Michael, thank you so much for um, asking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm stepping about? away because yeah. ladies, I mean, uh, come on. Seriously, uh, the, the male perspective in this is going to yeah. ask those questions. Yeah. You know, look at that. Title and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? But let, me, but let me tell you a secret, though. I know some dudes who've been waiting longer than me. That I don't believe. But, okay. <laughs> don't believe this. It's okay, I, I, but I, I do know. I, I refuse to believe that. That may be okay. what they told you. No, it's the fact. It's true. Um, Trust but verify. You know what? Yeah, I, I don't believe that. Uh, <laughs> no. Be, I, I've been a male longer than those 40 years that you have been a virgin. Yeah. I don't believe that. Okay. So, men, men will tell you all sorts of things. And it, they may even convince themselves that it's true. Mm. Okay? So they, don't, they ain't even really lying anymore. Because they think it's true, too. Well, the, okay. the men, if they want to follow I, I wish God. them success in yeah. that journey as well. Right. Oh, you wish them success? Okay. Yeah, I do. I, okay. I don't want anybody to be unhappy. I mean, it sounds like one of the things that you're offering people through this book is, is a path toward happiness. Yes. And, I, and yes. I think that ultimately that is an important thing to offer people and to, and to give them that because if they're struggling the way that you say that you were struggling at the beginning, they need some type of help to yes. get the direction and find that foundation that you found. Yes. And thank you for seeing it. And I love how you said how, my, and this is a thing, thought that I had too, how my book is like a blueprint. Yeah, and it is. And absolutely. It, it's a blueprint. And I have questions in there to help people decipher what they're in every chapter. Right. Every so chapter, the seminars must be like, wonderful. Yeah, because it it helps to helps to supplement the book, right? Right, exactly. You know, so <laughs> so like set my mind on things above and not on earthly things, and I close my eyes because I died, and my life is now hidden through Christ and God because I died through baptism. I'm raised again through Christ. I'm mm -hmm. a new creation. So I have to, and I set my mind on that, right? Another scripture I use and talks about in Romans chapter eight, in verse five. It says, if you live according to the flesh, it's death. But if you live according to the spirit, it's life. So if I'm living according to what I feel and my emotions and my flesh and my physical physical responses, that's death. Mm -hmm. That means I'm trying to live towards that dead life. But if I'm living according to the spirit, that gives me life. So if I'm living according to being obedient to the word of God and, and following what the spirit tells me to do, then I have true life. Right. And so mm -hmm. that has been helping me. Another one is the Philippians 4, girl. It's like whatever's pure, whatever's yeah. noble, whatever's trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Think of those things. So I start breaking those down. What is pure? Oh, that little baby is so pretty over there. He's so pure and so innocent. I love that. You know, my little <laughs> nephews and nieces and stuff like that. So pure, the young ones. And just, I love them. You know what I mean? And what is noble? What is what is right? What is? And so I started thinking about Jesus and what he's done for me on the cross and and how I don't want to hurt him and my thoughts and my feelings and my behavior and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I try to keep the cross always before me because when I sin, I'm nailing him back to the cross and that's mm -hmm. real because he died for my sins. And so if I remain, because sin starts here as a thought. So the more I allow that thought to linger and play with it, the more I'm putting Jesus back on the cross and, and forgetting the sacrifice that he did. So I always keep that always in the forefront of my mind to help me fight my nature fight myself right so. i 
I want to end with this, and this is a, a direct quote from the beginning of the, the chapter, Sexual Mind Shift. I decided to live this new life and see sex through the eyes of God and not through the eyes of the world. Ultimately, what will that mean for um, men and women who make that decision to make Jesus Lord? How, how does that how, how does one navigate that? First, it's understanding that sex was created by God. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, they had to have sex in order to have their children, Abel and Cain. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, they populated. They populated. He said, go and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Right. You know what I mean? And so, but after the fall of men, Satan has taken it and warped it. Mm-hmm. Right? So what we see is, and people, Satan masquerades as like, he makes it so easy for us to forget that he exists. We can mm-hmm. we can remember that Jesus is real. We know that God is real, but why is it that we don't realize that Satan exists and is working right now? Right? Yeah. And so that's how I've trained myself to see it. Like, sex is good. It was created by God. It's a he created between a man and a woman and for marriage. That was the original creation for it. Mm-hmm. But Satan has used it to warp it and to make people misuse their bodies, which is God. Give us, gives us this body for himself which is supposed to be used for God's glory but he has used it to warp it for something else that goes against God and hurts God so it helps me to think about it in that way when I think about God and think about sex and stuff like that and how God created it it's supposed to be beautiful between a man and a woman mm-hmm. my body already belongs to God though and it's him who's going to decide who my husband's going to be and who he wants to give me to. Mm-hmm. Because a, a man finds a wife. So I'm waiting for my husband. Hey, y'all, wait for my husband to find me. You know? So <laughs> wait for to be found, you know? And But when you have that perspective, it helps you see through the things that's happening here on this earth. It helps you to see how Satan is using media, videos, radio, all these different things to share his feel but what sex could be in this world. But we as disciples of Jesus need to stand up and say, no, this is not how God created to be. And we gotta be bold in it. Speaking of for how God has originally created to be, and we're gonna be persecuted. We're gonna have people talking against us, but this is what God has called us to do. If you wanna go and continue to do all the things you see on me or whatever, that's on you, but you're gonna be a judge about it. Like it says, Ecclesiastes says, go and have fun, go and do these great things, do, do good. Have fun. Enjoy the life that you live. But know that you're going to be judged. Mm-hmm. He says that. It's not for me to judge you, but God will one day judge us. I love what you said to Michael. Like, this uh, this is what this life has protected me from. And I had a recent reminder of that. I couldn't find my keys yesterday. I was, it was, and, and when I found them, they were in a very, you know, open place but I was delayed in getting to where I was going and then I was on the phone with one of my friends he said well you know you're probably being delayed because God is protecting you and I was just thinking "Uh, from what I mean you know I drive all the time in the direction that I was going and she's gonna laugh when she hears this because she listens to the podcast there was an overturned semi truck on the street that I was going to be on and the cops and the ambulance and everybody was there and I was thinking I turned off the radio and I just I started praising God right there in the car 
And so for the simple things like that, you're like, oh gosh, why did this happen? To now this of why am I waiting? I'm waiting as well. What is God protecting me from? And I have to think about that. And then we have love languages. God's love language is obedience. And one of the scriptures that I remember that me, that you dropped on me years ago was Lamentations 3. 24 like God is my portion and I, I I had to just I have to always remind myself of that and I thank you for writing this I think it's going to make in fact I know it's going to make a wonderful impact a 40 years of version why the wait promoting purity in a world of promiscuity if people wanted to pick up this book or purchase it where would they go on amazon.com Barnes and Nobles. Mm-hmm. You can download it digitally from your Apple. Um, it's on all the digital sites. Yeah. And soon, you guys, um, the hard copy is going to be available. There was a hiccup with the publishing company. Mm-hmm. I'm the publisher, but with the distributor. Mm-hmm. And so I'm waiting for the hard copy. So if you order the hard copy, it's going to come soon. But I'm so grateful for you guys supporting me. And thank you so much, Val, for supporting me and having me on this platform. I'm really, really grateful to be able to talk about this. I think and, it's something that God wants us to do. So thank and you. when you when and when the album comes out and you have more music, you mm-hmm. have another workshop. Just hit me up and mm-hmm. you come on back because that's how much we we uh, care about you and love you. Thank you, girl. I appreciate this so much, Val. All love right. you, Mama. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Next time on Interludes, there's a new school year upon us. How do we return safely back to school amidst COVID? Plus, the celebration of an age-old tradition returning to the streets of Chicago. My review of the Bud Billiken Day Parade on the next Interludes. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Valerie Johnson and Michael Womble, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production, brought to you by our national sponsor, Montevilla, the natural weight loss coffee and tea brewed with MTC oil and Ramon seeds. For more information and to purchase Montevilla coffee and tea, please visit linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia. Our local title sponsor, A1 Pestmasters, for all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pestmasters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com. When you book your appointment with A1 Pestmasters, tell them that you heard it first on the podcast called Interludes. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. Interludes.